Section 7 of Wayside and Woodland Trees, A Pocket Guide to the British Silva by Edward Stepp. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Native Trees and Shrubs, Part 7. Dogwood, Cornus sanguinea. Among the constituents of the broad hedgerow and the copse that borders many a county road, the dogwood or cornell is apt to be overlooked as privet, to which its similar opposite leaves and clusters of small white flowers bear a superficial resemblance it has a great variety of local names though it must be admitted that many of these show close connections one with another this however makes them not less interesting but indicates how ancient and general is the underlying idea which has given rise to them dogwood had originally no connection with dogs but was the wood of which dags goads and skewers were made because, as the Latin cornus signifies, it was of horny hardness and toughness. When the entomology got changed by the substitution of an O for an A in dag, it was also called dog tree, dog berry, dog timber, and houndberry tree, and to explain the name it was said that the bark made an excellent wash for many dogs. Gatter, gatin, gator, gatraberry are all from the Anglo-Saxon gadtrio, or goad tree gadrise means goad shrub gadris and the gadderidge is gatra rouge from the red color of the bare twigs but we must not overlook the shrub itself whilst considering its wealth of names it grows to a height of six or eight feet and is clothed with opposite oval leaves which are smooth on both surfaces the honeyed flowers are produced in June or July at the extremities of the branches in dense round chymes. Individually they are small, one-third of an inch across, opaque white, with four petals and four stamens, which mature concurrently with the stigma. They give out an unpleasant odor which appears to render them more attractive to flies and small beetles. The flowers are succeeded by small green berries which turn purple-black about September and are exceedingly bitter they are said to yield an oil which is used in france for soap making and has been here burned in lamps the dogwood is widely distributed over britain as far north as westmoreland it does not occur in scotland and is rare in ireland it would seem as though its place in north britain was taken by a herbaceous species the dwarf cornel cornus suicica which grows upon alpine moorlands from yorkshire as far north as sunderlandshire the stems of this, which have as many inches to their stature as the shrub has feet, die down annually. Its minute flowers are purplish instead of white, and its smaller berries red. Wayfaring Tree Viburnum lantana The wayfaring tree has a number of names by which it is known locally, but the one we have used is generally known, though it may have the disadvantage of being a comparatively modern one whose parentage is known to us. The origin of most of these popular names is lost in the mists of antiquity. John Gerard, whose Herbal was published in 1597, noting its fondness for roadside hedges and thickets, called it Wayfaring Tree, or Wayfaring Man's Tree. Thereupon Parkinson, nearly half a century later, remarks, Gerard calleth it in English the Wayfaring Tree but I know no travailer doth take either pleasure or profit by it more than any other hedge trees. Our own experience serves to prove that wayfarers, as a class, have improved since Parkinson's day, 
for we have frequently been questioned in the surrey chalk districts at various seasons respecting the bold plant in winter showing its large naked buds all rough with starry hairs which keep off frost as well as do the many scales and thick varnish of horse chestnut buds in the summer the broad hairy leaves looking as dusty as a miller's coat whilst above them spread the slightly rounded heads of white flowers later when the flowers are succeeded by bunches of glowing coral beads that in autumn become beads of jet it is not confined to the chalk hills but as far north as yorkshire may be looked for wherever the soil is dry though it finds this condition best on the chalk and is there especially abundant it is not indigenous in either scotland or ireland though it grows to a height of twenty feet in places it can never properly be called a tree its downy stems are never very stout they branch a good deal and it should be noted that the branches are always given off in pairs a branch from each side of the stem at exactly the same height the leaves are produced in the same order these leaves which are three or four inches in length are much wrinkled heart-shaped with a blunt small end white beneath and the edges very finely toothed the flower cluster is a chyme and it should be noted that all the white flowers comprised in it are of the same size and form the corollas being funnel-shaped with five lobes and the five stamens are extruded from the mouth the flowers which are joined to the stalks are out in may and june and the flattened oval fruits that follow are as already stated at first red then black the local names for this shrub include mealy tree whip crop cotton tree cottoner coventry lithwort lithy tree twistwood whitewood mealy tree cotton tree cottoner and whitewood all have obvious reference to the appearance of the young shoots and leaves due to the presence of the white hairs with which they are covered lithwort and lithy tree also twistwood and whip crop indicate the supple and elastic character of the branches which are often used instead of withy to bind up a bundle of sticks or vegetables or to make a hoop for a gate fastener in germany the shoots when only a year old are used in basket weaving and when a year or two older serve for pipe stems the gelder rose viburnum opulus although the gelder rose and the wayfaring tree are very closely related the differences between them are so great that there is little danger of any person with ordinary powers of observation confusing them the gelder rose does not grow so tall as its congener twelve feet being about the extreme height to which it attains in a wild state and ordinarily it is several feet less it is not so fond of dry soils and is more frequently found in the copse where it is not subject to the extremes of heat and cold that have produced the hairy covering of v lantana the stems and branches are quite smooth and the leaf buds are wrapped in scales the young leaves it is true when they break from the bud are covered with a down but they throw this off as they expand to their full size and become smooth on either side instead of the leaf being heart-shaped it is divided into three deeply toothed lobes and it will be noted that at the base of the leaf stalk there is a pair of slender stipules which lantana never has the chyme or flower head is more rounded and whilst the mass of flowers are of the same size a quarter of an inch as those of the wayfaring tree those in the outer row are three times the size but they are entirely without stamens or pistil it would appear that in order to make the flower cluster more conspicuous and thus attract insects the material that should have gone to furnish these organs has been used up in the broader and whiter corolla the inner and perfect flowers are creamy white bell-shaped and they secrete honey both stamens and stigma mature simultaneously the fruits are almost round and of a clear translucent red 
respecting these fruits we cannot forbear from quoting a remark of hamerton's he says writing as the french recorder of the sylvan year for any one who enjoys the sight of red berries in the most jewel-like splendor there is nothing in winter like the viburnum the species we call viorne aubierre and if you meet with a fine specimen just when it is caught by the level rays of a crimson sunset you will behold a shrub that seems to have come from that garden of aladdin where the fruit of the trees were jewels these fruits though enticing to the sight and juicy are nauseous to the taste the name gelder rose is a strange case of transference from a cultivated to a wild plant the variation sterilis in which all the flowers are like the outer row in the normal cluster was first cultivated in gelderland so gerard tells us that it is called in the dutch geldersch rus in english gelder's rose in the cotswolds it is known as king's crown from the king of the may having been crowned with a chaplet of it another name for it is water elder presumably given on account of the similar appearance of the flower clusters in viburnum and sambucus the distribution of the gelder rose as a wild plant extends northwards to caithness although it is rare in scotland it occurs throughout ireland the elder sambucus nigra the elder is more a tree of the wayside than of the woodland often of low bushy growth but where it finds good loamy soil with abundant moisture it attains a height of twenty feet none of our trees grows more rapidly in its earliest years and any bit of its living wood will readily take root so that its presence in the hedge is often due to planting for the purpose of rapidly erecting a live screen its quickly grown juicy shoots soon harden into a tube of tough wood with a core of pith which is readily extracted and renders the tube available for a pea shooter a pop gun or a music pipe such uses have been known from remote antiquity probably one might say from the beginnings of the human race the ancient greeks called it sambuke from its wood having been used in the making of musical instruments in the north of britain it is known as boar tree boar tree or botry from the ease with which this cleaning out of the pith is effected and it is pretty clear that the more general name of elder also has relation to the tubular shoots pierce plowman calls the tree eller a name that survives in kent sussex lincoln east yorks and cheshire this word according to prior is derived from the anglo-saxon eller and ellern and seems to mean kindler a name which we may suppose that it acquired from its hollow branches being used like the bamboo in the tropics to blow up a fire it is thus probable that the housewife got her bellows the musician his pipe and the schoolboy his pop gun all from the same source the stems are coated with a gray corky bark and the younger divisions of the branches show an angular section when cut when old the wood becomes hard and heavy and has been used as a substitute for box the leaf is divided into five seven or nine oval leaflets with toothed edges the flower is of the form that botanists describe as rotate that is the corolla forms a very short tube from the mouth of which five petal-like lobes spread flat this is a quarter of an inch broad and creamy white in color giving out an odor which some persons like but which the writer considers offensive large numbers of these small flowers are gathered into flat-topped kimes five or six inches in diameter the primary stalks of these kimes are five in number 
the flowers are succeeded by small globular berries ultimately of a purple-black hue and of mawkish flavor which are yet much sought after by country people for the making of elderberry wine which they credit with marvelous medicinal powers in truth the elder still retains among rustic folk much of the reputation it had when john evelyn praised it so highly in his silva where he says if the medicinal properties of the leaves bark berries etc were thoroughly known i cannot tell what our countrymen could ail for which he might not fetch a remedy from every hedge either for sickness or wound occasionally one may find in the hedgerow an elder with its leaflets deeply cut into very slender lobes so that the leaf has a resemblance to that of fool's parsley this is an escape from cultivation a garden variety lasaniata known as a cut-leaved or parsley-leaved elder the box buxus sempervirens though frequently to be met with in parks and ornamental grounds there are only a few places in the country where the box is really indigenous these are in the counties of surrey kent buckingham and gloucester on the famous box hill near dorking in surrey it may be seen attaining to its proper proportions as a small tree and in sufficient abundance to form groves covering a considerable area it grows to a height of fifteen or twenty feet with a girth of about twenty inches its slender branches are clothed with small oblong leathery leaves which give out a peculiar and distinctive odor they are about an inch in length polished on the upper side evergreen and opposite the flowers may be looked for from january to may and will be found clustered between the leaf and the stem these are quite small and inconspicuous of a whitish green color and the sexes are in separate flowers the uppermost one in the center of each cluster is a female flower the others are males the males consist of four petals enclosing a rudimentary ovary from beneath which spring four stamens the sepals of the female flower vary in number from four to twelve and enclose a rounded ovary with three styles which are ripe and protruded before the males open this develops into the three-celled capsule with three diverging beaks which correspond with the styles and in each cell there are one or two black seeds the growth of the tree is very slow and in consequence the grain of its wood is very fine it is also very hard and so heavy that alone among native woods it will not float in water on account of its fine grain and hardness it is in request by the tuner and mathematical instrument maker and was formerly largely used by the wood engraver for wood cuts since the introduction of the photographic process blocks the industry of preparing boxwood for the engraver must have become all but instinct and for that reason box plantations must be less valuable assets than formerly it is on record that when the box hill trees were cut in eighteen fifteen the fall realized nearly ten thousand pounds box hill is in no sense a plantation its slopes and summit are clothed with a natural mixed wood of box oak beech and yew beneath every box tree will be found hundreds of seedlings of various ages some of those may be seen in our photograph which depicts naturally grown box trees on the famous hill it will be noted that their habit is widely different from that of the more bush-like forms so familiar in gardens end of section seven